What up, guys? Welcome to the New American Dream Podcast. I'm your host, George Gibson. I was excited to say that one. Hey, yes, we're back. Season two. This is the first episode. As you know, you know, I took a break. I haven't put out an episode in a while, but you know, I rec- I've been recording podcasts um, for the last three years. Not every week, but I've been consistent for the last three years. And I just took a break. And we finally, you know, I, I, I got off, you know, the social media, stopped watching and listening, getting so many opinions about real estate, about stocks, about entrepreneurship, because it's just so much information out there nowadays that if you intake so much, you're almost start to forget what is, you know, your, your path for you, because everybody has their own destiny and path in life that's going to work to make them successful. So, yes. I, I, I took a break, but we're back, you know, with episode, uh, this is the number one episode for season two, and we have awesome, awesome guests. So, you know, today's guests, they are completely debt-free. Now, when I say completely debt-free, no debt except for their mortgages, which is still out of the mind, out of the world, because nobody has no debt nowadays. So, they're debt-free uh, and they're also house hacking. So they're going to talk to us today about their journey, you know, to house hacking and financial freedom. So enough of me yapping. Let's go ahead and drop into this first episode with Jason and Elisa. I re- okay, you hear that? Yeah, we're, we're, we're game, dude. Let's do it. <laughs> no, we're, we're not starting yet. I always like, because a lot of times we be talking, this is just, it's not going to be in it though. But um, yeah, I haven't recorded a podcast. It's been a little while. I kind of took a break, so I'm gonna actually start it off with like season two. This the first episode. Ah, oh, season nice. two, man. I like it. I like it. Yeah, because people have been asking like, "Where's the podcast?" I just like I've been busy in real life. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, right happy to be the first one of season two. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do it like that. But um, I got. I kind of like it to be natural, so that's why I always hit the record button because I don't know too much about you guys, so it'll be great for the audience. But perfect, man. Yeah. But did you have any questions? None. Take okay. it away. All right. Give me one second. Any questions? I mean, usually it lasts about forty-five minutes, and they go kind of quick. You know. Cool. Only thing I can say is, um, as you like, like say. You have you guys did a podcast before or no? I, I have a podcast of my own, so oh yeah, what I'm telling you, yeah. Okay. What's the name, <laughs> what's the name of your podcast? Uh Military Bottom Line. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. that I think that I think that's the email I used to sign up. Okay, hold on one second. Yeah, good. All right, where are we at? Where are we at? What is the name of military bottom line? Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm kind of excited because I ain't recording so long. I changed the background too because you allowed to sit there. Uh, this part be the background. So I switched it up. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep the viewers guessing, you know? Right. I figured they want a different background. I don't know. <laughs> All right. But, um, all right, so I'm about to start. All right, all right, you ready? All right, uh, welcome to the show. We have Jason and Alyssa. Hi, George. Thanks for having us on. What's going on, man? Yes, man. So, 
let the people know about a little bit about who you are and what you guys do. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Right, Super fraud. Uh, well, I, like you said, my name's Jason, and this is my wife, Elissa. Uh, we live in Vermont. Uh, we're doing our first house hack right now. Um, Elissa's now a stay-at-home mom. We just had a new baby, so that's keeping life interesting. Uh, and I'm currently a contractor and in the National Guard and running my own podcast. So just trying a little bit of everything, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. What, and what about you, Elizabeth? So I, I am transitioning to being a stay-at-home mom now. Um, I was previously working as a full-time speech-language pathologist at our hospital nearby, so. Okay, so um, like take us back before you guys met, like how was your childhood? Because as we see now, you, you know, you kind of doing an entrepreneur life, real estate, but before you got there, like how was your life growing up? Um, so for me, I'm, I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm one of five kids. And um, I think that I had really good role models in my parents. Um, my mom was a teacher. My dad never went to college, but worked really hard. And um, he worked at a power plant through most of my time growing up as maintenance. Um, and somehow by working that job, my mom was a stay-at-home mom until I was in essentially like seventh grade, she got a job teaching. Um, I mean, she had gone back to school while he was working. So on his, you know, um, salary that without an education, he managed to sustain our family. Um, my mom went back to school, got a master's degree. Um, you know, there's five kids. We all went to college wow. and they're 55 and retiring now. So, um, it's pretty crazy. They did, they did something right. So I think I had some really good role models. Uh, I think back to growing up, my dad did the envelope system. And like, that's just like a memory I have in my head of him, like sitting at the table, putting money into each envelope for gas groceries. Like that was how he just went about every paycheck. So just, they, they were good with their money. So just good lessons learned that way. So, so, all right, that's the crazy part. All right, your parents were evidently, they talked about money around you and that, you know, shaped you as a duck, would you say? For sure, 100%. My dad is, you know, about saving money, you know, being smart with your money, not making poor financial choices. So, um, yeah, definitely, it, definitely really helped to set us up to be successful. It, it, it sounds like you, uh, you was riding in the car ride listening to Dave Ramsey with your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, my dad doesn't even know. Well, he he never had read or listened to Dave Ramsey. Like, I don't know where he got the envelope system from, but he was using it before yeah. it was a thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe Dave Ramsey got it from him. All right, what, <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jason? Um, yeah, I grew up uh, one of four kids. Um, I was the uh, the third and, uh, kind of like, you know, both my parents are in the medical field. My dad's in pharmaceuticals. My mom's a, a nurse. Um, so I always had an expectation from them that like, I was going to go to college and stuff. Um, but you know, I, as far as like the financial lessons I learned when I was young was more of like saving. Uh, whenever I said I wanted a skateboard or something like that, my dad would ask how much a skateboard was. And I'd be like, uh, like a hundred bucks. And he's like, all right, once you have 300 saved, then you can go buy a skateboard kind of thing. Um, so those are like really the only money lessons that I 
really remember learning uh, was just being like making sure I was saving more than I was spending. So uh, would you would you say you guys were like middle class family? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's safe to say. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things I like after talking to so many people, I believe like the middle class only teach their children how to save. Mm. And, and that's not easy, but the rich teach how to invest. For sure. Yeah. You know yeah. So like now, like we all got grown and we like, we don't like working. <laughs> Invest, <Yeah>. you know? <laughs> so not, it's just funny. Cause like that, like my mom, you know, her parents never told her about investing. It was like, you know, you save, save for a rainy day, save, save for mm -hmm. a rainy day. Like that was it. It was yeah. never okay to the next step. Yeah. 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 It's so true. So yes. True. So in, in like, you said in high school, what was you got like? What were you guys like in high school? Were, did you, were this your ideal life? Like, was you getting a 4.0 GPA? How was your life? Uh, I was a 4.0 GPA kind of girl. <laughs> she she still gets upset about the one A minus she got in college. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> oh, oh man, I, I'm the other end of the spectrum. Like in, in high school, man, I was like I was getting C's. Uh, I took it more seriously in college. You know, I did well in college. But in high school, I didn't really care about, I didn't care about anything. <laughs> well, there was like, in high school, as I was, I played sports. I always, before I could drive, I had a job. So I was always, I always wanted to make money <laughs> doing something. That's funny, because you guys probably balance each other out. It seemed like, all right, if you 4.0 GPA, that means you're just really smart. And then... <laughs> He's like, all right, he might take more risk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean I am? Well, Jason, you kind of like me. We just like, we dumb, so we take risks. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I say the best real estate investors are kind of dumb because you really, um, like, you know, I go less inspection days. You know, we take, you just really more risk. But you got to kind of, in order to make a good deal, you got, it's risk. I think the smarter people look at too many things. Like my cousin, mm -hmm. He's trying to get every detail. And I'm like, listen, does it cash flow? Okay, let's buy, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's so true. It's like, they're, they're too smart for their own good. They pay too much attention to the risks. It's like, at some point, you know, like just kind of ignore the risks and just send it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then kind of figure it out from there. <laughs> oh, we like, my bad, I didn't have a roof. I'm like, right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so all right, after high school, like, what'd you guys do? So I, um, I went the college route, um, but I, my, I'm the second oldest. So I watched my older brother uh, go to a private school, take on loans. Um, and while I still did that, I didn't want to take on as much as he did. I just saw the numbers and I was like, whoa. So through my high school, I ended up um, getting some free, a free year at a community college. So I took a bunch of gen eds and then I went to a state school because to be a speech therapist, you need a master's degree. So with that in mind, I needed to do the undergrad thing as cheaply as possible and then get to grad school. So um, I had some scholarship. I had this free year community college. So um, I, I then went on to get my master's degree. That's why I ended up in Vermont. Um, again, I got a free year um, by doing a teaching assistantship. So I just always found a way to try to get some scholarship, some money. How, how can I do this as cheaply as possible? And my parents did help 
all five of us out in some capacity. Um, everyone, depending on their situation, got something. Um, definitely not six years of school, but um, but yeah. So I ended up with my master's degree, about twenty-five thousand dollars in student loans, and um, but ended up with a good job. So yeah, and out of that whole situation, like for people like because me, I think when we went, like, we didn't want to go to community college. Like, we had to get up in front of, I think, the church and, like, everybody had to announce what college. So if you said, <laughs> if you said a community college, it was kind of embarrassing. But now that I'm going back, it's like, the first two years, everybody's doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it seemed like you took advantage of, like, the first two years of not spending so much money. For sure. And I mean, I was, again, I was a 4.0 student. So, like, a lot of people were like, you're going to go to community college? Like, what? But it worked out like no, it, it, it made sense cool. <laughs> so right and what about you jason did you uh skip college or you went to college uh so i ultimately went to college but actually i signed i joined the marine corps uh okay. high school and so um i was fortunate to you know take classes while i was in the marine corps a lot of stuff i was in the marine corps counted towards uh college credits and stuff like that so um i mean i started off by going to a community college after the Marine Corps also. Okay. That's because like, it's so cheap and, you know, trying to preserve my benefits. Like if you're, if you're a young, you know, like uh, individual, like as far as claiming taxes, like I'm, I'm not under my parents anymore and you're going to California. I was in California at the time, uh, community college, like there's just so much money available to a student like that. Who's like kind of on their own, pretty like poor broke at right. the time i mean between grants and scholarships it's just like why would anybody go to like a private Probably. university or even like a big state university you know right uh, the community colleges are in my experience better between <laughs> right. grants and scholarships he made money in california going to school actually yeah yeah it's crazy like the wow. california community college if you're an in-state resident at the time it was 45 dollars a unit and then the, the the California school system. So like everybody, I was in class with people that were, you know, taking their bios, taking their chemistries, and then transferring over to like UC Berkeley because it's cheaper to go to the community college, but they're all part of the same school system. So right. like the kids I was in class with are going to go be like, you, you know, Berkeley medical students or something like that, you know? So I, I, I thought my education was way better at that level right. than what it, was that when I transferred out. Wow. So I had, a, I had a great experience at community college. Okay. So I was going to, what I was going to say, um, I, re, I, I read, I looked at your Instagram and it said when you guys first met the first <laughs> date, Jason pulled out a coupon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we went and got pizza. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, we got pizza. Though it wasn't like Domino's. It was at least, you know, it was like a, 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 a stone-fired kind of creme de la creme of the pizza. You know? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so it would have been an expensive pizza if I didn't use the coupon. <laughs> oh, man. That's, it's crazy because go deep because, uh, like, we like to travel a lot. So we stay in hotels. Like, at first, I used to work at the post office. So we stay in nice hotels, but we use, like, government discount. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like people, you know, like, you know you want to eat good food. Mm -hmm. Coupon. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like so many people look at like using the coupon on the first date as a negative, 
But I'm like, all right, let's be real. I'm going to use coupons the rest of my life. If this girl wants to stick around with me, she's got to be okay with like using some coupons, you know? Oh man. <laughs> so it would have been, it would have been a, a game changer. Like I, I would have, I would have just walked away if she, if she wasn't okay with it. <laughs> all right. Um, oh yeah. What I was saying, what are some of the things you guys, like once you guys, you know, met each other, like some of the things you did, you like, oh, that's kind of frugal. We both like thinking the same. What are some of the things you were doing? Well, it started how we met because we had both separately learned that if you work for an airline, you can get free flights. So separately, we both applied to work for um, a subcontracted Delta, um, whatever. Yeah, so it was like a subsidiary of Delta Airlines. Oh, yeah. Um, so we met, we met the first day of our security training class, um, both with the intentions of traveling for free. Sure. So that was how we met. We both worked at Delta, loading luggage at three o'clock sure. in the morning <laughs> and um, got to travel all over the world for free. First class for free. Yeah, it's well, crazy. You, so you guys, you're not the first house hacker, but uh, what do you call it? Travel hack or flight hack? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of was travel like hacking. definitely travel hacking. I mean, she like I was I was a student at the time, so it made it way easier for me. Like I'd I'd go back to bed after getting off at seven a.m. Right. But like she would work from like whatever it was three a.m. to like six thirty a.m. and then go to the hospital all day for a full time job. And like, I mean, she's she's way more of a champ than I was, or than yeah than I was um and also like afforded me to go on way more trips and she you know would get them in when she could but mm. yeah it's not no yeah that's that but that goes to show you like when people um like nowadays people are look at you guys like oh they're very successful they're doing this doing that but the fact that you you know went to work three o'clock in the morning got off and went to a, you know another job right yeah you are you put in like what average person might you know do in a week you put it in so fast that your success is going faster. For mm -hmm. sure. I mean, that's, I, like I said before, I had about $25,000 in student loans. Um, I paid it off two years ago before we got married. Maybe even, maybe even longer, yeah. Before, like, yeah. I, it, it helped me to do that by, like, working those two jobs, too. I got to travel for free, and I was making more money to pay these loans off so that I was yeah. debt-free. Double win. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So what's something like far as being frugal, people call you cheap. What is something you don't mind spending money on? Like you guys are spending money and like it costs more, but you willing to pay for it. What were you I don't know. <laughs> I, one thing, like I do the cooking. So like, yeah. I, if I want to make a really good meal and I need these ingredients, there are times where I'm willing to spend that money on those things um no so you're talking about two dollars to four dollars i'm talking about <laughs> what <laughs> i mean honestly i don't neither one of us really have like a vice or like right. an expensive guilty pleasure you know like we get pleasure out of like not spending money <laughs> <laughs> almost That's so funny. uh i mean <laughs> he's he's cheap but he spends more than i do yeah, yeah yeah like i feel like his podcast stuff has been the recent like Explorer, like, yeah. you know, getting the microphone and the equipment and the headphones <laughs> and all that stuff. So 
the computer to go with it all, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff has been a. Okay, Jason, so how much the shoes you have on cost? Just um, how much, <laughs> how much what they cost? Shoes. I, I'm, I have more shoes. Oh, no, no, shoes. no, no. I said, oh. how much do the shoes you have on cost? Oh, shoes? Uh, I'm barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I'm getting the joke. <laughs> no, no. I was just trying to see, like, some people spend $120, $150 on shoes. Ah. I was just trying to see, like, all right, you spend money on your equipment, but on things that are not bringing, you know, asset value to your life, you're not going to really waste much money on that. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. Like, you know, I was, the shoes I wear, I mean, they're granted they're falling apart because they're like <laughs> two years old. But when I bought them, they're like 120 bucks, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll make sure like I buy the, the nice jeans that actually last kind of thing. Um, okay. So I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I, we buy for quality. Um, and that's, that's, when we'll, that's when we'll splurge. Okay, all right. So, all right, this is a tough question, but all right, currently, in total, how much debt do you think you have? You don't have to say exact number. That's our mortgage, so like three hundred forty. No, I'm talking about like um, J.C. Penney, Lowe's, like Bank of America type cards. How much debt? Yes. No debt. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no, no debt. Our mortgage is our debt. It's uh, no, I, I knew that. I was just trying to make sure, but the listeners, like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> No, nah, that, that's like, you're like an alien, basically. You know, you got no debt. So, yeah. like, for the people listening, like, all right, before you had no debt, what kind of debt did you have? Or you always had no debt? Student loans. I had student loans. Student loans in a car. Yeah. Yeah, so she had student loans. She paid them off before we got married. I had a little bit of a car note left. From, which my dad lended me the money, so I, ne I never took out a loan for it. He lent me the money, so I wouldn't have to pay any interest. So on on the car. On the car, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Why don't? Then... <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> I, uh... I, I have a three-year-old. He opened the door now. Dangerous, <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I took out the only debt that I've taken out was for a car that I bought when I was in the Marine Corps in California, um, and it was like. You know, I bought a car for whatever it was, like 13K at like a 4% maybe rate. And I just, at the time, I didn't really think too much about like whatever interests. Um, and then a couple months later, I started doing the math of like what I was actually paying, even though I had the money in the bank just to pay it off. I looked at it and like realized like, you know, I'm, I'm wasting hundreds of dollars for no reason. I could just pay this off. Um, and so that's kind of when I realized like, how interest on something like that is just right. kind of killing you so so basically i mean even you know with the no debt you guys were already like you didn't really get no credit cards and cars to like stores and stuff like that you never got credit cards for that no i mean we have like between both of us probably like six credit cards or something like that um you know i've got a couple through my bank to make sure you know like for like travel no transaction fees um, the only one we have is a Delta Amex that has the annual fee on it. Other than that, like, I don't think it's worth, like, I just, I don't want to sign up for recurring expenses, you know? Right. And so even if it's a credit card with some, some great benefits, it's like at some point there's going to be a greater credit card and then I'm going to just like stack all these annual expenses. And so, you know, 
it, yeah. Yeah, but we we never neither of us have ever had credit card debt. Like I think both of us in our upbringing upbringing learned not to do that. Like pay off your credit card every month. So that's just something we both have always done. Like I've never let it go over a month. I don't think you have. Yeah. No, actually, at one one time I got a. Uh, oh, you forgot. I forgot about it. <laughs> After we got married and switched bank accounts, I'm like, I forgot I had that 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 card, and I got like a, a late fee of like five bucks, and I was like freaking out. I'm like, what the heck is this? Like that's this like what? So I called them and I was like, hey, like this has never happened before. I don't want to pay this five bucks. Like, what can we do here? He's like, well, I'll fix it this time, but don't count on it happening again. So I'll never do that again. Oh, yeah. the people are going to be like so mad at that. <laughs> like. <laughs> The one time he called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, all right, say, all right, for instance, a person does have debt. Say so they got like $10,000 car payment. They got like three or $4,000 on like, you know, department stores, or they got uh, medical uh, payments, stuff like that. How would you say the best way to uh, take on that debt as far as becoming debt free? Like, what's some tips and strategies you guys can recommend? So, I mean, for me, like I was, I was fortunate that like I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school. So I was never in a position where I had, like, I had to take on debt to afford school or whatever. Like the Marine Corps just kind of gives you what you need to survive. Um, but I read Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey kind of early on when I was in the Marine Corps. And so that was part of the reason why I paid off my car and like that I did the envelope system for a while. Um, so, you know, his system worked well for me for like saving money. And I, I, if I were in debt at that time, I would have done the exact same thing with the debt snowball. And I, I know mathematically it's not the best route, but you know, I don't think that if you're, if you have debt, I don't think it's all, it's necessarily about the math. I think it's about like, it's a mental game more than anything else. And so I think fighting it with those, those mental wins and that debt snowball going on going after like the smallest um you know the smallest sum first and then right. snowball from there i think that that I, I like that strategy that's that's what i would do um, right yeah i think i mean i don't i don't really like that strategy he says start from the bottom and go to the higher right mm -hmm. but it, i think it goes to people's personality because me how do i look at it oh yeah i look at it you know your say your limit is five thousand dollars and you at $4,000, whatever on that car. The ones with the highest usage, I usually try to pay them first because mm -hmm. that's the one that's hurting your credit score more. If you got a $10 credit limit and using $9, is you know, but if you got a $20,000 credit limit and you got $1,000 on it, you know, I wouldn't pay that. I wouldn't pay that first. I would go, you know, my ratio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point. It uh, I mean, I just think of like friends I talk to that like, you know, they have like, some crazy amount of student loan debt and they're like keep putting money towards every month and it just looks like it's not going anywhere. going anywhere right you know so then they're like why am i bothering paying it you know and so if you had a bunch of different size debts and you could see them get knocked out as you go i think that that would continuously give you the encouragement to like keep going rather than just say forget it i'm gonna live this mm -hmm. life you know yeah most definitely trying to pay all of them at the same time is like uh, yeah, I like people trying to lose weight. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, what do uh, your current investment look like? You know, we we were taught to save by parents. 
But far as you know, now you're looking at investing your money. What are some of the things you invest in? Jason does the long-term game, so. <laughs> yeah, we, like I never know. Yeah, she she does like the daily budgeting and stuff. And I try to like figure out the, the long-term stuff. Um, like, I mean, we've done our first house hack. And so I feel like that I kind of separate it where like, where do I actually want to spend the time learning, right? I don't really enjoy reading about companies and their, you know, value performance and their profits and things like that. Like that's not, I don't get excited about that. Right. Um, so like, you know, with our retirement accounts, I, they're in like target year retirement accounts, you know, it's like, it's you know, safe, conservative, it's pretty much automatic. Um, and it's just automatically contributing to that based on when like we're shooting for retirement kind of thing. And like um, with that, I, I, for my job, have a Roth 403B, a 403B, which is just the equivalent of a 401k um, okay. uh, for a nonprofit. Um, and then a Roth IRA. So like those that I have in my name, technically. Yeah. So like, you know, employer retirement account plus individual retirement account for each one of us. Right. Um, and then um and then you know for obviously the real estate stuff that we want to continue growing but like in the in the pursuit of more real estate purchases uh just like maintaining a brokerage account where like you know in the past year since covid like i'll i'll definitely jump on some robin hood stuff right uh, but individual stocks is you know i'm not going to pretend to be like some stock guru spending a bunch of time uh, the past year has been pretty easy, you know? So, so like, I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. I just know enough to like, you know, I'm willing to buy some of this kind of thing. But other than that, just some index funds. And I think even then that's something that like, I'm still trying to gain education on and figure out like what, where's the best place to put them. Cause there's all kinds of index funds. Um, but outside of real estate, I just, I think, just making it automatic target year retirement funds is ideal for us. Right. What What are uh, uh, some of the things in the Marine Corps you think you learned and you applied, you know, in far as your personal life and business? What are some of the things, you know, you learned? Um, <laughs> like the intangibles, I think like one, I'm capable of a lot more than I think. Uh, you know, like I said, in high school, I was like a garbage student, you know, like I just didn't care about anything. And then I realized like through the military and through the Marine Corps that they're like, you don't have to give that much more effort to actually succeed. You know, like it's, it's a, uh, I feel like that, that, that line between like passing and failing is only like a little bit more effort. And then like, you kind of get there and like, well, what if I gave just a little bit more effort? Like it, it become the returns become exponential, you know, uh, the more effort you give. And so like, that's why I decided like, okay, I'm actually going to like try in college and pursue, you know, high marks kind of thing. Um, so I think that, and then just getting to the point where it's like, just, just do it. Like whatever you have an idea about, whatever you think you want to do, just do it. And like, you, you're never going to know two steps ahead, but you know, one step ahead, you know, and just take that first step and then you'll know the next step and the next step and so on and so forth. Um, Is that the Marine Corps or Nike? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of both <laughs> so i was i was gonna say like like for people listening like even you know how you say you go if you just put a little bit more effort that's the difference between failing and succeeding 
-hmm. like even me in like college and high school more so in college i always made like d's on my test i'm not a good test taker right but the teacher offer like i think on saturdays like you go pick up trash they give you extra 10 points Huh. Or you, you know, you write like I think in high school you have to write summaries on the newspaper and you get like extra points. Hmm. Like that's literally how I made it. Like every if they say like you get break donuts, get extra credit. I'm breaking donuts every day. Like, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like because I know like the test and stuff. I'm gonna get like a D. I'm gonna do all the homework. Yeah, yeah. I think people gotta like because like the whole everybody learn difference. I just realized I learned by listening at like 27 years old. I'm 32 hmm. now, hmm. but I discovered I learned by listening. So yeah. like when the teacher, like I had certain teachers in college that give you a, like a book, just read, read, go take a test on Friday. I'm gonna I'm fail that test. Yeah, 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 I hear you. I didn't realize it though, like, cause I really wasn't comprehending what I was reading. I, I learned better by um, podcast, listening. Yeah. So once I started like listening to podcasts as a mailman and I was like, it like triggered, like I remember everything I heard. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's similar to, I did the same thing in college. When you start realizing that like the little things add up, whether it be in your grades or in your finances, every time the, the teacher offers like, oh, five points of extra credit for like doing something silly. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, those five points at the end are going to matter. Similarly, if it's like, oh, I can make five bucks by like <laughs> selling this crap on my bookshelf that I don't use. Like if you keep doing that five dollar thing, like that's gonna add up over the over time, you know. I know. So Alyssa, tell us how are you getting the A on the test? It just it just comes to me. <laughs> but you know, I still did those extra things just in case I didn't get the A, so that I can make sure I get the A. <laughs> See, yeah, that I mean, that's just you call it natural smart. Like you know, you you just do yeah. your homework. You can read. No teacher in sight. Like, if I was in school during COVID where you had to, like, teach yourself, oh, oh. game over, dude. I hear <laughs> it. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. all right, what does your first um, uh, real estate deal look like? So, we got married in February of 2019. And that was, like, right uh, shortly, I think it was shortly thereafter, I was, like, I found bigger pockets, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like most people, like once they find bigger pockets, if they're if they're gonna do it, they just start like listening nonstop, you know. And so that's where I was at. And I'm like, okay, we're paying like fourteen hundred bucks a month right now for a one bedroom apartment. We got like something's got to give. So we started. We basically, I don't really know how we got on the same page. It didn't take much convincing. I mean, she's just as cheap I, as I am. I like, I like <laughs> deals too. So yeah, right. I mean, I do remember getting into the car and every time I got into the car, oh, yeah. you pick me up, Bigger Pockets was always playing and I couldn't even talk to her. I was like, I had to turn it off. She would turn time. it off and like, I would kind of get mad because I wanted her to get on, on but, board. All right, but do you listen to it now or no still? Um, not as much as I did at the time. Me. Well, I'm talking about Alyssa, yeah. Um, I've, I've listened to it since then. I haven't okay. been listening to it as much right now, but I have listened to it after the fact. Okay, okay. Yeah. Like, I tell people, like, I literally, that's how I learned how to do real I mean, yeah. I'm dealing, it was like, I knew a little bit about real estate, but Bigger Pockets, that's a good podcast if you want to get into real estate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I could admit that I take advantage of his interest in that one. And okay. I, take his knowledge that he's learned because he puts in the time and I don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah, so that's how my wife is. I think she knows just as much as me because everything I learned, if it's valuable, I'll be, we talk about it. 
Yeah. yeah so you just you get the you kind of they kind of cheating because they just don't have to listen to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I get the cliff notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because at this point, Jason, you probably don't learn. You probably know most of the stuff you hear, mm-hmm. so you're just taking out maybe different things you didn't know. Yeah, and I think it's like a it shows a difference in uh, personality between us, where like she's really good at school and like really good at like getting a job, and like <laughs> I'm not great. Like I'm not great at school, and like. He doesn't know what he wants to do. I don't know what life. I want to do. I like all I know is I have to make some money. So let me like just try to figure out how I need to make some money, and hopefully it's not like working a regular job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, no, you got to be stupid. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from there, we basically, um, with his motivation with bigger pockets, we started writing letters to. Well, you you went first to get the addresses. Yeah. So we. Like, I, I didn't really know where to start. So I'm like, you know, looking at stuff on Zillow and like plugged in a thing, like want more info, you know, and basically sent out a lead to some realtors, started getting hit up. And like this one guy called me a couple of times, like, sure, like whatever, like show us some places, you know. Um, but nothing was really like, nothing was getting the numbers that made sense for us. Um, and so we kind of like kept on looking at the MLS, but we decided like, okay, I kept on hearing about off-market deals. Like in this hot market, you gotta do off-market deals. So I was like, okay, how the heck do we do that? Um, so I ultimately went to the four towns that we were willing to buy in. I right. called the town tax assessor's office and say like, hey, I'm looking for a list of all the two through four unit properties in your town with the, you know, the owner's name, the property address and the, you know, wherever the tax bill gets sent to. Um, so some towns were more helpful than others, but you know, I got a couple lists of like, I don't know, probably a hundred plus properties. Um, and then I, we went through the list and looked at like, okay, every, every person on there that the, the mailing address does not link to the property address. We're going to send them a letter, a handwritten letter. Um, so for a while, like after work, we'd be like, all right, we're each going to handwrite five letters and we're going to mail them out tomorrow kind of thing. Um, why, why, why not just type and make copies? If you get junk mail, you know, it's just more junk mail, right? If it's, if it's typed up and it's like obviously copy and pasted, I'm not even going to read it. I'm going to throw it away. If, it, if I got it in my mailbox, I'm going to throw it away. If I get a handwritten letter with some like pretty crappy handwriting that looks like it's a five-year-old, it's like, hey, who's this five-year-old that wrote me a letter? And, you know, it's actually a grown adult trying to buy your house. <laughs> um, so that, that was my thought process. Um, I, you know, I just kind of thought that it would be more effective. And so. No, um, I, I ask, I do the same thing. I might not write a hundred of them. I might write five of them, but yeah. <laughs> hey, your house, I want to buy it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Now I, I sent late like recently I sent it's so hard to find a deal so mm-hmm. like the properties I own I sent them to all the neighbors, you know so maybe they'll sell me the property but who knows yeah 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 interesting yeah because yeah. if you own the block you can control the rent that's <laughs> true that's true yeah all right so what was I right, explain most people if they listen to my podcast by now they should know what house hacking is so we're not sure. even going to go there. But what do you look for to make a house a good house hack? So for 
<laughs> so for us, like when we when we bought the property we're in now, uh, we didn't expect to be here as long as we have been. And so I want like we wanted to make sure that it would cash flow without us here, right? Um, and what so you mean? It, you mean like is it somebody else renting, or if it's vacant, your unit vacant, and it's still cash flow? No, like if both sides, so the duplex, we got a duplex. If okay. both sides are rented, then we're cash flowing at least a hundred bucks each side. Like that was the goal. That was kind of what Brandon from Bigger Pockets talked about a lot. Was like a hundred dollars a door was the goal. Right. Um, and so that was what we were working with. Um, and we used the VA loan, which was zero down, which was great. But then it, it made the cash flowing a little bit difficult to find one that made sense. Um, but so, now that would be difficult, especially with zero percent down, because on normally you need twenty percent or twenty five percent down. Yeah, yeah, to make it cash flow. But zero percent and a cash flow, once you refinance or something, it's gonna cash flow. Yeah, yeah. So we we were we were able to slip in a refi uh, during COVID when numbers were low. So you know we ended up getting like a two point six, you know, percent APR on it, and uh, that increased. Or rather, it decreased our our mortgage uh, by right. about two hundred bucks a month. So, right. Like, which only increases the cash flow that much yeah. more. It's like, dude, what? Got this it. is pretty sweet, <laughs> man. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. No, no, I'm happy that worked. But all right, no, it was something you said before that, and we skipped it. Oh yeah, did you find this property from one of these handwritten letters? We ultimately did not. Um, so like those layers led to some great conversations, um, and, you know, kind of put us in contact with some people that are like, Hey, like not yet, but maybe a couple years down the line. Um, so it has not yet turned into a, a property, but right. you never know. Uh, we, we ultimately found this one on the MLS, the, the realtor, you know, send us the automatic email kind of thing. We're like, let's go find it. It was nice and ugly. And we're like, all right, let's do some work. And, um, we, we wanted a project at the time, you know, like right. we'd go home to our apartment and be like, ah, like what do we do with the rest of the day kind of thing. Um, and so we were both pretty eager to like have a project to go home and work on. So, okay. All right. So Jason, if, oh, so Alyssa, you that you're at home, you stand at home now, right? Yep. So let me ask this question. When are you getting your real estate license? <laughs> oh, oh man, that's a great question. <laughs> I guess I never thought about it because <laughs> that's in his ballpark that he's been talking about it recently. I thought about it, yeah. Um, but maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> this is my my cue. <laughs> well, I, I mean, because my wife worked and, you know, I got my real estate license and, you know, just like if you're going to talk about it, be about real estate, it only, like where are you at, Vermont, you say? Vermont, yeah. Yeah, because honestly, I found a lot of deals, you know, just been a realtor, but I'd be showing a buyer house and then they might not want it. And, you know, I try to buy it. or, you know, opportunity to come when a seller want to sell a house and you might want it. Mm. You know, so it give you more. Um, you want to have a lot of options. And I yeah. think real estate being a realtor uh, gives you not only I would I wouldn't say. Well, some people I don't tell to get a real estate license. It's not worth it because you have to. It's it's not a job, but it's, it's more work. But if you're not really working, it's nothing to be a realtor because you're looking for deals anyway. Yeah. Mm. It just kind of made, it made sense. 
I like it. I like it. We're, we're, we'll talk about that <laughs> offline. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right, you buy this duplex. Is the other side empty or is it already rented out? So, yeah, we <laughs> we inherited a tenant, which I know was like goes against what a lot of people recommend. Um, but for us, like, it, you know, buying, you know, your first property, let alone your first rental is like pretty scary. You know, you're like, what? Like, why am I signing off this kind of debt? This is crazy. Um, and so to us, it was comforting knowing that there was some income that came from this. Um, let even It was definitely below market rent. But this lady, uh, we were her third owners for the property. She's been here 30 years, um, which is like crazy. Like, I always say it's like more her house than it is ours. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, we inherited her. She's been good. And we've been kind of improving the, the property around her. And, um, so did you have the opportunity to raise our rent or you basically just left it? We did. We, we went in there. We told her uh, like basically after we closed because we had to redo a contract because she was on a month to month at that point. Um, and we went in there and said like, hey, like this is what we're planning on doing with the property, you know, new siding, you know, we're going to give you a new window out front, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, here are market rents in the neighborhood. Here's what you're paying now. It's significantly low. So over the course of the year, we're going to increase rent. Uh, I think it was about 400 bucks a month. Jeez. So 400 bucks. O o over, over the course of the year, it got raised 400 bucks. Yeah. $75 every two months. Whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, she's still below market rent. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of gives you an idea. Like she's, and and yeah, she's still kind of getting a deal. Like her side needs some work, but at the end of the day, like. She it, can't find a three she, bedroom. She can't, yeah. What she pays, so. Okay. And yeah. is your, like, cause my biggest thing is like, uh, me and my wife, we was looking for a house hack and we kind of found a house with a guest house, which is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as the duplex, is your duplex, does it still feel homey? Like, you know, like, cause my wife doesn't really want to live beside somebody. Cause you know, sometimes duplex is like, you walk out, you got to speak every time. Or mm -hmm. is it, cause if it's three bedroom, is it kind of spacious? As far as like, feel like a house? I think the best part about it is that the entrances are on opposite Size. Size. Okay. There's a driveway and entrances are on the outsides of the house. Right. So we come and go and never actually have to interact, which I didn't realize how important that yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't imagine if we had to, every time we walked in and out, interact. Yeah. But we, we looked at one fourplex and it was like, this is like, I don't want all these people knowing we're the owners and like crossing them in the stairs every day kind of thing. So I was like, nope, we're, we're finding a duplex that is like, you know, completely separate, completely divided. It's, it's designed as a duplex, you know, two different driveways. Cause I don't want to have to shovel their driveway kind of thing. Right. Uh, stuff like that. So no, yeah, I think it's still, it feels very homey. Like it's been great. Okay. So do you think you guys, when you get like, how do you like being a landlord? How, so I know you just got that tenant, but on a scale of one to 10, if you had, say you had 20 properties, on a scale of one to 10, how do you think you'll like being a landlord? I hope they're all this easy. <laughs> you know, like when, I don't know, when you think about, it took eight months for us to have our first call of like, hey, the whatever, I think the, sh the shower was leaking or something like that. Uh, I was out of town. You let us save the day on that one. It was huge. Um, and so like at the time that one call, 
was like super stressful. You know, I'm like a state over. Elis is calling me like, I don't know what I'm doing, this, that, <laughs> and the other thing. And like at the time, it really sucks. But then when you when you consider like, okay, we've gotten like basically, you know, over eight months, over like 10 grand. And all we get is one phone call, like one day that kind of sucks. It's like, dude, this is awesome. <laughs> this is well worth it. You know, like, yeah, yeah I mean, in the heat of the moment, it sucks, but. Well, I, I can say, I can say, you know, you said you hope all your tenants are that easy from just listening to the conversation. I can tell this is in a good neighborhood. So I can just say, don't go below this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good point. That's a good point. And it, I mean, honestly, it, it it's, it's, it's an up and coming neighborhood. So we've been fortunate because it's like, not, if you were to ask somebody a town over, they'd be like, when you, you know, this town is not, not that good, Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so it, it is relative to the area, but at the end of the day, it's from, it's Vermont, you know? Right. So. I've never been in Vermont, so I can't even, uh, it's, uh <laughs> call it the Shire. <laughs> he called it what? My friends call it the Shire, like from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 So yeah. yeah. All right. So let's see this. Um, five-year plan. Where do you guys want your, uh, why are you laughing? What? <laughs> That's we have no idea right now, but you know, let's, you know, let's, let me try it, try it, try it. Finish the question. All right, all right. You guys, you know, you, you're house hacking right now. In five years, what do you want your portfolio to look like? Or where do you want to be at even in all with your investment business? Are you going to quit working, Jason? What's going on? <laughs> I'd love to quit work. <laughs> um, I mean, it, I, well, I feel like so we just had we just had our baby, so in you know what we've done to this point and the debt-free state that we're in has allowed me to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, although we're taking a hit on losing my income in our plan for the future. Um, for now anyway. So I feel like we're just kind of factoring what life looks like without my full-time salary. Um, so I think that's one piece of it. Um, we definitely want to acquire, you know, in the next five years, at least, at least one more property. Um, I know Jason would want to do more than that, <laughs> but. I mean, yeah. yeah. So like in my mind, I don't like, I don't want to buy a single family for a very long time. You know, like I want the next like four or five properties we live in to be house hacks just because it's makes so much sense, you know? And it's, it's just like, why not? You know, like continue to delay that gratification of having some great white picket fence house, whatever you want kind of thing. Um, you know, as long as you can delay that, you're, you're going to be better off kind of thing. So um, yeah. I think that, that combined with like it's not so much that we like don't want to work you know like we're not like that eager to quit our job and like as i'm trying to figure out like what do what kind of career do i want it's more of like what kind of career is conducive to uh, a flexible lifestyle that we want you know and so like I've, I've been thinking about going to nursing school and getting my rn because like they have a pretty good work-life balance like three days on four days off plus the travel abilities and stuff like that so kind of thinking like, you know, I, I don't want to sit at home all day. We don't want to sit at home all day. Right. Um, 
we want to work, but we want to like have fun with what we're doing. Got it. Okay. So this kind of different question. Yeah. Say, say you was walking in like the middle of the woods, right? All by yourself at night. Mm -hmm. And like God walked out and he was like, this is your purpose or gift. What do you think he'll say? Like, all right, you know, you're supposed to be doing this. Like, this is what I gave you that you're better than everybody, you know, at. <laughs> so for, for me, for me, like, so I, I, like I started my podcast during COVID and I always thought of myself as an introvert and not really enjoying, like, I always like to kind of, kind of be by myself, or at least I thought I did. But now that I've like started being, you know, doing the podcast thing and actually like intentionally networking, intentionally talking about like opportunities and growth, um, I'm finding that like, I really just like, like, I guess networking, but more like building relationships and like meeting people and asking people like their story and finding out like what it is that they like to do. Like, how can, how can I help them? How can, you know, how can we like create more opportunity for more people kind of thing um so i think i just like being part of a team i like brainstorming i like thinking like outside the box um and so i guess like i'm, I'm gonna help you out i'm gonna help you out good question what about you Alyssa? i think that i'm i'm doing it now in terms of taking care of our being able to stay home and take care of our our first son and maybe more to come and you know just taking care of my husband like I feel very fulfilled in that role so um you know I'm all for this house hacking game where we kind of keep this passive income flowing where it supports me continuing to do this and just take care of our family right all right I'm gonna tell you this is how you find the answer to that question hmm. <laughs> now I just I discovered this like just thinking all of a sudden over this COVID you know being locked up hmm. but all right, for the next like 10 phone calls you get, right? Maybe start Friday. Friday is the weekend, most people off. But you're gonna get like 10 phone calls and people are gonna ask you for something and mm -hmm. write write down what that person asked you for. Whatever it is, if they want you to, you know, mow their yard or they ask you what you think the market is. And out of like 10 calls, if you got seven of them asking you, like, hey, uh, when can you fix my four-wheeler? <laughs> like that's what you're good at. You know what I mean? Huh. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I'll be telling like, I mean, I ain't told too many people this, so, but it'll help you figure out like what you're good at. So some people I think, you know, go through life and they'd be really good at something. Like I was, I've been good at real estate, but I always had a job as a mailman. So you like, you doing a job, you know, to take care of your family, whatever, but you are probably known for doing something. That's yeah, 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 that's a good point. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do carry on my handy dandy notebook now. <laughs> Every time my phone rings, yeah, you can do ten phone calls, and I'm pretty sure like somebody gonna keep asking. Like people always talking about real estate, so it's mm -hmm. like a no brainer. Like they call me, they trying to sell a house, rent a house, whatever. So yeah. like, that's what I'm supposed to do. So a lot of times I'll be doing other things, and I'm like, that's dumb. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it just don't make sense. Because this is what people calling me for. This is what I guess my purpose. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like it. All right. So, all right. You got to answer, fill in the blank, basically. All right. We'll do, we'll do you first, Alyssa. Okay. Um, I think about blank every day. 
my baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Jason, I, I could live in blank forever. I can what? I can live in blank forever. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do, like, that's my answer too. So I, I, one day I'll go be Brandon's neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, that's crazy. But all right, see, you live in Hawaii, you give us more babies, everybody be happy. <laughs> well, happy. Dude, that's a, that's a dream right there, man. <laughs> I know, but the, like, I think Brandon Turner was saying that too, but then you just write down, how can we do that? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. how, can make, how can you make that happen? Okay. All right. I was going to ask something. All right. These like the five or five questions, like, oh, it's just quick, whatever comes, first thing that comes to your mind. I love it. Uh, the book, a book that changed your life. It's a total money makeover. Yeah. Gonna I was going to say, other than the Bible, total, total money makeover. Okay. Uh, Dave Ramsey, total, total money yeah. makeover. Yeah. Uh, okay. If you could spend a day with a mentor, who would it be? Oh, man. I think about Mike Glaspie right now because <laughs> I just listened to his podcast. Uh, he's on Military Cash Flow. Um, Jason Wait, what's on his podcast? What's his name? Mike Glassby. Mike Glassby. How come I never heard of this person? What do you do? Uh, check him out. He's he's with Five Pillars Realty, uh, ca uh, Military Cash Flow Podcast. Yeah, it, check it, him it, out. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll no, know no. you shout him out in this podcast. Great <laughs> dude. The whole the whole Five Pillars team. Right. Good. They're they're money. No, are you? Is he on your podcast episode? Did you? He was a guest on mine, and then I was just a guest on on theirs. Okay, what's the name of yours? Set. Mine's military bottom line. Okay. And and his is uh, military cash flow. Military bottom line. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, man. Yeah. The best advice you wish you knew, uh, maybe ten years ago. Like that you learned. <laughs> there's been a lot of good advice over the years i think um you know like i mean i think it, it starting to invest like yeah. what, whatever you have yeah like 10 years ago you know i was coming like entering college and like i was still working i still making money like i had money in mm -hmm. savings accounts like and oh, that's but what you, it would be like yeah. if i invested it yeah I remember like when I first like got to the point where I was like thinking about like, all right, I should start a Roth IRA. And then like the, just realize like every day I put it off, that is, you know, 50 years or I guess 40 years of compounding that I'm losing out on every day, you know? And so just be like, dude, if you're like 16, you're listening to this or however old you are, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you haven't started, then like literally right now is, is when you need to start. Like right, right now, like right now, like like pause the show and, and go start an account. You know? No, 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 no. Finish the show. <laughs> All right. What hobbies do you have? Like, what you got? What do you guys do for fun? Uh, we like working out. Um, I like podcasting, and like you know, trying to create content, YouTube videos, and stuff. I like sewing. Baking, <laughs> reading books. <laughs> yeah. Do, do people call her to bake for it or no? Um. Yeah. Sometimes bake or cook. I mean, she's like a she's like a good 
good chef. Oh, I am a chef. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. So last question. The old American dream would be, you know, like you said, you get a job, you guys have kids, buy a little dog, and you know, get a picket fence. You lived there for 40 years, then you retire and croak over, right? <laughs> what is your version of like the new American dream you would like to live? I'll tell you right now, it doesn't include a dog. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to all the dog lovers, but it, no dog is worth like however many hundreds of dollars a month. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think uh, I think we're both on the same page of having uh, an amount of passive income that gives us the flexibility to just do what we want. Like like Jason said before, it's not like we want to stop working. Like we want to know what we do with ourselves. Um, but just being able to do what you want with your time um, and not relying on X amount per month or whatever. Um, so just having multiple rental properties, you know, having money and investments, then just having that passive income that gives us freedom. I, I, I think for me, it's like, I have so many interests and so many things that I want to learn and do and become proficient at. But like, you know, when you're working full time and like you have all this other stuff going on, you, you can't pursue everything, you know, you got to pick. And so I just really want the flexibility to pursue whatever I find interesting at that time, get to the point where it's either like, I really like it. I want to keep going or be like, that's good enough for me. Let's go on to the next thing. So just a, a naturally curious person, I guess. And the, and the only way that we can do that is if we have some passive income <laughs> to allow him to keep changing his careers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So you think the more passive income, would it be like investing in like, you know, the stock, the Roth, or are you leaning towards more like the financial freedom from real estate? Which way are you? I mean, I think that the benefits of real estate are undeniably surpassing a Roth IRA, you know, like Roth IRA is a great way to, you know, contribute to your retirement and stuff. But like, this is the first year that I worked, we worked with a, like an actual CPA, a guy doing our taxes and stuff. Like, I don't know anything about accounting or taxes, you know, like I've, I'm trying to educate myself, but I'm like, all right, let's get somebody that knows what he's doing. So just learning that like, I can't shelter, we can't shelter our W2 income in our real estate losses. And so it's like, okay, that just means that all of our income has to come from real estate. And like, then you, then you can shelter it all kind of thing. So, I mean, it just seems like a no brainer to continue buying more properties, you know? Right. And, and any saving and investing in the market I feel like it's ultimately for the purpose of buying a cash flowing asset. Yeah. I'm just curious in Vermont, like what's the average like price of a single family house? Like for a renter, if you were to buy one. Like are uh, you for a single family? Probably roughly three fifty. yeah. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> what state are you in? I'm in Florida. Florida, yeah. So and so I think like for us, that is like in, in our market, it's really like, well, why would you not buy a duplex? Like the, 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 the amount that you're going to pay for a duplex is like barely over the amount you're going to pay for a single family, you know? So it, it doesn't like, why would you buy a single family? It doesn't make sense. So I, I know it's not always the same, uh, you know, it's not always that case depending on your market, right. but for us, it was an easy choice but for some reason i was thinking like vermont was like arkansas country like like mm -hmm. just like cheap you know what i mean 
what is not. <laughs> There's cheap areas, but we're in like Burlington area, which is the biggest city in Vermont of yeah. like 40,000 people. So like, it's just, it's the most rural part of If you're state. moving to Vermont, you're probably moving here. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, let the people know if they want to reach out to you guys, um, like your social media, and you can say your podcast again. So we have an Instagram account, a bird's five view. Um, B-U-R-D-S, because that's our last name. Um, we have that, and then... Uh, and then my, my podcast is called Military Bottom Line. Same thing for Instagram and YouTube. Uh, it's basically, you know, gives... If you're thinking about joining the military, it gives you like a really good perspective on other people's experiences. If you're in the military, it's uh, to help you make the most of the contract and leverage the benefits that you've earned. I got a guy, I'm gonna get in a podcast for you. Uh, David, awesome. David Pierre, you heard him? David Pere, he's already been on. Oh, Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. oh man, that's my guy. He came on my podcast like a long, long time ago, but- That's awesome. Yeah, 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 he's good, a good dude, he's killing it. Yeah, yeah, he is. All right, man. Appreciate y'all for coming on the show and good luck. Thanks, Thank man. Thank you.